Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind. Welcome to Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat, the running podcast for the average runner. We are now on episode 83. And you're live in session with myself, Woolly, and fresh off the Sydney Marathon, Mr. Nathan Barden. Yeah, there, mate. How's the body feel? Oh, mate, I'm a bit sore. I'm a bit sore. I pulled up worse than I did for Gold Coast. Definitely. Oh, like you were pretty banged up coming into it. You hadn't really been doing proper yeah. training, so yeah, a bit no, probably done. to be expected. Yeah, I wasn't doing the Ks, wasn't doing the long runs on the Sunday long runs. Yeah, when I hit that, about 22K, my right quad was hurting. I thought, oh, I could be in a bit of trouble here. And then uh, at 30K, when we were in like Centenary Park, I I, I hadn't done the uh, one of my YouTube on the video of a GoPro. I hadn't touched it from about 22K to about 30K. And then I didn't touch it again till I think, I think about 38k I came back on because I was start in so much pain just to, to just in a world of hurt I was walking stopping to walk and shit like that mate funny you say that cuz um Reedy was um trying to get his Boston qualifier and on the day he's mm. got a a reel up on his Instagram and it, he was doing loads of footage sort of in the first maybe 25k like filming the crowd, talking to the camera. And then, um, yeah, there was like a big gap in his footage from, I reckon, 25 to probably 38K. Yeah, mate. That was, I was just asking Matilda if um, they had water during the race. They did during yeah, the race. Did. Yeah. Actually, during the race, yeah, there was water. Yeah, and, at yeah. the end, so. and at the end, but you only allowed the one bottle like we were, we were talking to off air. Pretty what mad. Was it? Repeat, repeat, repeat that again about Reedy. Oh, he um he he was doing like he must have had a GoPro or or something with him because he's vlogging, but for no, an Instagram not. reel. And his footage is like loads of it for the first, say probably 25k, and then nothing till near the end. Like there's yeah. a big section where you're suffering. And then he and comes then that, back on and he's like, I'm coming in, I'm coming for you, Boston. And he showed himself crossing the line at 3.07. Oh, I got it. So Fuck. That's a good time for that, course, that course and that yeah. those conditions, eh? Yeah, it was um, – the air quality was all right. It just was very, uh, very warm. Um, the I was just going to say, I listened to the podcast last week with your sister on, and I really enjoyed it. I have to say, it's a shame I wasn't part, part of it. But, uh, yeah, so that was, I really enjoyed listening to that. It was uh, well, actually, we should um address that like you're the man to, to address this. The uh, the thing with the like your insulin going nuts, yeah, just explain that properly because I kind of got it right, but not yeah. 100% right. So, you guys are getting like uh, all shakes, the shakes, and everything else. This is much like you get when you're bonking or when you hit the wall, yeah. And basically, it will happen after your, your liver's got enough energy. Well, there's two things that happen here. 
you don't eat anything and your liver's got about enough energy stores for about 90 minutes of exercise then you like if you haven't been replenishing it you'll bonk or hit the wall when your your blood sugar will go really low because yeah. you haven't got anything to supply the energy what happens uh that can happen in the morning if you have something too high gi is that you'll it'll put put a bit of a peak in your blood sugar and, and your body will release insulin and you'll get a, like a, a sugar dump so uh, you know when people get a bit lethargic after dinner and after lunch yeah like they always say the worst time to be a lecturer is like that hour after lunch because you get what's called a postprandial like sugar dump so prandial is like food so i have like a prandial insulin so it's with, with food um and you'll get a postprandial dump your blood sugar will drop because you the, the insulin is taking the sugar out now you're not only talking quite a, a small window where it moves up and down but it's you could depending on what the sugar you've eaten the body responds to it differently and you might release maybe too much insulin and then your body has to sort of recorrect itself but insulin yeah. that you use only lasts a few minutes so when you're out running or if you get if you eat like something sugary and then go go for a run you start getting dizzy it's because you get that your yeah, sugar dump and your sugar's low and it can also happen then when you're running you know like you're into a you're into a half marathon you haven't had much of breakfast hour to hour and a half all of a sudden you start getting the shakes and dizzy and because you've used and, all the fuel use all your stores yeah. up and if you've not replaced it with gels and stuff you're then going to start your watch your performance will and actually at the show they had a guy there who was doing some research and he had these the patch that i wear i've got on here the uh abbott libre 2 sensor they had these ones they were called the pro now what they are is they're blind to you as the wearer but the data is uploaded uh, via bluetooth to their computer and you could be in their clinical trial and wear it for two weeks and they would see how you uh and i saw some people wearing them on uh the weekend and whether or not they were type 1 diabetics or that they were part of they jumped on board part of the trial and it would have been it'd be interesting to see like you know what happens to just say a normal person like yourself it's not diabetic with their blood sugars during during a race um especially yesterday because it was so bloody hot but i think a lot of people yesterday it might not have been the um the sugar part of the issue could have been it's so hot heat stroke uh, prob- uh not people don't usually die from from uh dehydration they die for they get problems with hyponatremia which is too much fluid but i reckon an electrolyte imbalance yesterday because some i was like Flo, who we stayed with and ran she was like salt marks all over her long sleeve top and big salt marks all over her uh like leggings that she was wearing yeah. as well and i was like yeah she was like covered wetting a lot of people and you can see it best when it's black and there's stuff for some reason so i don't know why the people run in black uh because it is just it's, it just attracts the it does attract the um helps heat you it's, up it's um slimming in that black yeah well, there's a slimming. lot of people in black and uh they were like they were the arsehole salt marks all over them there was a few i don't know if they lost bets or not but there was a few people running in budgie smugglers uh just budgie smugglers no top on there was quite a few crossfit looking people with no top on at all couple of guys no top on but wearing a race a vest you know, like a running vest you know like they're like i wear an ultra 
And I thought, oh, you're going to have some chafe oh, later on. Okay, with the drink bottles and... Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's going to that's gonna be a bit sore. Want to have them nipples taped up, eh? Yeah. And I said to Matilda, like, I wonder why, why would someone wear those budgie smugglers like that unless you lost the race? And then I said, but but now I think about it. Imagine how many people are actually talking about that guy. With the yeah, with- that was there was a guy even on the live stream that they showed wearing wearing the actual brand budgie smugglers. Oh really? He had yeah. a pair of like decent shoes on, but then that was it. It was budgie mm-hmm. smugglers. I saw and, one. Uh, guy, I think he had sunnies on. That's it. One guy had a black little blacky dark pair on with his number pinned to his bum. There was another guy like a redhead Welsh guy must have been. He was in Welsh. Uh, they had like the Welsh flag uh, budgie smugglers on. There was another guy, I don't know, like pink or chicken ones or something. Yeah, like a little crop top on with these, um, with the with the um, with the budgie smugglers to match. And I was just like, you had to have lost a bet, surely, to uh, think that that was good running gear. Mate, yeah. I'm just thinking of the like sunburn. Mm. Mind you, I guess a singlet doesn't really yeah. give you much protection either, does it? But I mean, I've coated myself in 50 plus stuff I've got from the Skin Skin Cancer Foundation. And I love with my arms and everything in it. I was fine. Yeah. It didn't burn at all. It I was works, like, eh? right. that stuff is good. Um, but uh, like I always finished, what, half 10, quarter to 10 to 11 or something like that. But, um, it was still pretty roasting out there. In the middle of the day. Oh, there was, yeah, mate, it was pretty, um, there, was, there was a lot of people uh drop in it was like the walking dead at the end and then and every bit of spare shade people were lying under people were lying on you know like um you get the uh wood chippings you know the that the, they'll do in through the gardens out there through that sort of botanical area of that they all just find every spot of shade they could and lying on it and i said this could be dangerous because some people might actually pass out yeah. and if you're on there on your own like you would pass out and people think oh he's just sleeping could need medical attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um yeah, it was it was pretty hectic. It says on my result there were seventeen thousand people in that marathon, but I don't know where they wow. were at the start because I couldn't see seventeen thousand people at the start. And, and it's quite a small start as well. Like when you the live stream, it's like Rabbit. a little street. Yeah, well, that goes down towards the water and then back round. So I was in wave A, but I just don't, I don't know uh, how. But you've got quite a time to start now. The ten k, there was about twelve thousand people in that, but I can't see where there was twelve thousand people there because you know Gold Coast, you know, it's absolutely uh, well. That was the half, but the half has been about been about the same, I think. But I don't know the ten k where there was twelve thousand people. I don't know. But when I was running, whether it was people from the half, when I was running coming over the bridge, there was a road to the right. Was it after the bridge or before the bridge? After the bridge. I could see people. I was like, did they start the same time as us from somewhere else? Yeah, like London now. Yeah, maybe the different start merged together somehow. Yeah, I don't know. But maybe that was the half marathon people because they would be running for two hours and we've only been running an hour, so we would catch them up. So I think on the stream, it didn't show that there was, it just showed everyone starting. Like when they were showing you the map and that, the course map, there was no explanation of anything merging together. So uh, I'm assuming there must be in the half marathon people we yeah. saw. Yeah. There was quite, they were quite bunched together that lot. But, um, 
Yeah, that start was, there were some people were late because I only gave them seven minutes. Seven minutes? Uh, hold on. 40, they started at 5.45. They gave them 12 minutes for everyone to start. All right. And if you had, the cutoff was like 5.57. And there was people getting up to it and they were, there was they had tape across and they were going, no, 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 can't start. They were stopping them. I just would have pulled the tape on and, yeah, and course, run. Same here. But Matilde said in the 10K, which started at court, uh, five past six, they gave them about half an hour for everyone to start. And there was someone was next to her with a half marathon number on. He was always just going to jump in. And someone saw him and grabbed him and said, no, you're out. No way. You you you've missed your start, mate. So because it was a different because they would be on a different course, you see. You think oh, maybe okay. thought, fuck it, I'll just do the 10k. Yeah. 10k time. But someone noticed his number, like official volunteer, and pulled him out of the race. I was like, wow. Because I remember they used to do that in London. Did they? You know, yeah. if you didn't get a number, people used to make up dodgy uh, yeah. numbers and run. And so they used to have spotters on course. Yeah, if you haven't got the right looking one for like, you know fake numbers and then if they spotted you they'd rip you out of the crowd yeah but now that's see see so um the imagine though the halfback because the toilet there was nowhere near enough toilet. i mean crikey so that many people lucky they have urinals there as well for the men so you can just go and it was they were empty you know even when there was a queue outside once you get in it you know because someone waits for let's three people out and then one goes in and does the same you know yeah. like, there was hardly anyone in there and um People are queuing for the toilet, and they must have been some of the half marathoners. For oh, I, I, I can't start without it. But what they should have done is, I don't think Matilda said I don't think there was any toilets on the ten k that she saw. But on the half marathon, there would have been toilets as there was with the marathon. You, if you, if you're really busting, but you know you're going to miss the start, wait till you've been running two k, and there's a toilet there. You'll come across the toilet. You know, but so. Um, I mean, it's all right for a like men because like, you could duck off somewhere and just go mm -hmm. can't you like yeah, it's done difficult for the women i saw some photos on facebook of the queues for the toilets and there was hundreds of people queuing oh up. mate you know people were never going to make the start for the for the for, but the 10 had like more time to start but the the half marathon they gave him 12 minutes to get everyone over the line i thought oh it's a bit but i don't know where there was i don't know where there was would have been over ten thousand people queuing uh for the, for the start, I don't know if it was maybe I wasn't paying attention or that, but um, yeah, there definitely wasn't um, that many people. I don't think I didn't see it, didn't seem like there was 17,000 because it was a 9,000 for the Gold Coast, and that was pretty packed. I don't know, there was twice there was 17,000 people for that marathon, unless that's the numbers entered, but not all of them started. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's how many was in it, and just yeah, who knows who showed maybe up on the day, it. yeah. Yeah, but it was crazy, man, because we got the we um we got the chew, we got the track, we got the bus first. I got on the bus and it was packed. And I went, Oh, have you lot been out partying? And a few people just Are they? laughing. I said, Oh, we no, they were all had their numbers on. Oh. Oh, where's everyone going this morning? <laughs> it was a bit off. And then we got on the train, mate. It was heaving. Because yeah, you yeah. had a double deck of those trains, standing room only, mate. We got managed to get a seat. And then when we got off, we went, oh, at the station to walk, then to walk just around the corner. Everyone was getting off there at Milson's Point. Mate, it was like being in rush hour in London at the Tube. It was, yeah, so I sent you the video. You sent me a photo, yeah, shocking. Oh, the video is just, oh, I'll do it on from YouTube, it's great. But, mate, it's just 
absolutely rammed. People then squeezing to get down a then he had to get down the stairs, so it, it narrowed, and then then another lot of stairs joined us, went down, and then out onto the road. But it was good atmosphere, though. I thought it was really good. Um, and at the start, there was people walking around in their dressing gowns. Obviously, they were going to ditch them. But it was fucking warm. I was just in a singlet, mate. And it was plenty warm. And I just sat. People were standing up, and I thought, well, we got an hour before we race. I just sat down. Is it the old cycling saying, why, why stand when you can sit? Why sit when you can lay? Because each one of those save your energy, then, right? save energy, yeah, 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 and you burn up a lot of nervous energy in that. And then they had that Goers Run Club, which is the two lads who do Hello Sport podcast, and uh, they had a big crew there. They were on a cherry picker with their big microphones, giving everyone a G up. Seems mostly like men, I think, is part of their their group. But they had a good over a hundred people yeah. there doing the marathon, and that's that like Go Sport. No, yeah, it's called Hello Sport. Oh, Hello Sport, sorry. They start basically just get people off the couch and running and that, and they they become running coaches. And they get all these, get everyone up and going. It's called the Goers Run Club. And I bumped into them we were walking out back down to get the bus. They were obviously walking away, and I went, "Oh, boys, can I get a photo with you, sir?" Oh, cool. I said, I said to him, "I said to him, oh, I'm one of the co-hosts from the Eat Sleep Run Repeat podcast." And I said, oh, and they were just like, oh, how'd you go and everything? I said, yeah, not too bad. I was like, you know, it can be hard being a diabetic. And I said, oh, I've got a YouTube channel. But whether they just probably went in one ear and out the other, you know. But, you should just always, like, say, give me your phone, I'll subscribe. Mm-hmm. I'll subscribe. Well, Matt, Matt Cox does my, like, favourite podcaster on YouTube. When, <laughs> when he meets people out and they say, oh, you're Matt Cox. He'll say, oh, have you subscribed to my channel? And, they, and they'll be like, no. And he'll say, oh, give me your phone. And then he gets their mm-hmm. phone and does it for them. Like, but you have to have a, don't you have to have a, a YouTube, like you have to be signed into YouTube to actually yeah. get the subscription. So not but, everyone is. But most people have got the app. Yeah. And they're signed in. Because pretty. I think you pretty much got to be signed in to use the app. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And hit um, um, subscribe. The, um, it was funny, right? Because, um, Sorry, so, man, just on that topic, yeah. I don't understand why people don't just subscribe because it doesn't do you no nah. harm. It's not like you're going to get sent emails and spam. No, sometimes though it does do you can you can, I think you have to click or unclick for email notifications. Oh, I don't get any. I've subscribed to everyone. I'd never yeah, get any emails. But you if you click email uh uh email notification when a new video comes up, then you'll get an email. So I just say to people, just don't click the subscribe don't hit don't don't hit the bell don't hit the uh you know notifications uh that the new ones turn up i've got people go oh, i've got an e- i've got an email in in my inbox to say you had a new video posted so i said oh right okay yeah yeah and remind me um towards the end to, t- to tell you about something related to that too yeah all right um, so the trip down was all right. We got the plane. We we flew down and uh, went to the expo. The expo was nowhere near as good as Gold Coast, I thought. Um, smaller. But, yeah, it was smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we we found a couple of hidden gems. We found this place to eat walking back. Uh, it was fucking hot and I was wearing jeans. And I think that didn't help prep for the day. When did you fly down? Saturday morning. Oh, so you got all day there, pretty much. We got to the expo about like 11 o'clock, quarter to 11. And that time we got the Uber from the airport 
to uh, the expo. And then we could walk from the expo to Flo's uh, apartment. And so on the way, we on the way walking, we went to this food place, which was basically, it's, it's a big square with loads of different places to sit and eat sort of covered in that. And then there's these sort of few restaurants and that inside around it, some of them selling, it's called Candyland. And there's like people selling donuts and stuff and like, I mean, like little pizzas and burgers and all that sort of place. So we had a good feed lunchtime. And then we were walking down the road and there's this like really cool antiques place, but not just antiques, but old stuff, like old telephones that we would have had as kids yeah, and yeah. all that sort of all stuff. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all old yeah. clothes and, you know, like salt and pepper shakers that your mum and dad, your nan and granddad would have had and all stuff like that and old suitcases and it. But absolutely, mate, this place was huge and it was packed with all this stuff. We were in there for like oh, an hour. At least just walking. You seen the photo I took with the, the old. Oh, is that where that was from? The, yeah, you were yeah. in the um the old school scuba diving thing. Yeah, the the old like deep deep sea diving. Yeah, helmet. yeah. Then the Spartan helmet as well. That was the Spartan helmet was only 165 bucks. I was really tempted to get it. It fitted really well. I was like, whoa. Um, but loads of old like like even old uh, hammers and saws and things. I found I got a saw exactly like one they had for sale. I got one in the garage that I'm gonna do my artwork on. Seventy dollars. Oh yeah, they're worth heaps of money. Like yeah. those decent hand saws. Yeah. There's um, certain brands that are worth. Yeah, this was a German one, and I've got one same same ring in it. So seventy bucks. I was like, wow. get it cleaned up, get it sharpened up, man. They're worth worth quite a bit of money. So it was just great, mate. The stuff they had for sale, like tapes. They even had tapes for sale, you know, old tape tape recorder. Cassette tapes. Cassette tapes, yeah. Like I was like, oh, I felt old. But they had some really, really old stuff. And there was a lot of money on some of this stuff. Like there was a there was an a, a, like an old original that came in the wooden box um croquet set. It was like nine hundred bucks. Shit. Yeah, old original fucking thing. And then they oh, had a you wouldn't want to use it. Nah. And they had an old singer sewing machine. Which is, uh, I think that was worth a few grand. Can't remember. There's some stuff in there though. It's like, it's like, fuck. If only I'd kept stuff like that from my nan and granddad, we were for fortune now. Yeah, it's just a really, really weird. But there was so much stuff they wouldn't have known what they had there. Yeah, like, yeah. So, so much stuff. There's a uh, there's a video getting around. Um, it's gone like viral on TikTok. In America, this girl is. She's explaining this dilemma she had where she was trying to contact this kid's mum, but the kid was on the phone and the mum was on, um, the mum was doing something else, but she was saying like, wouldn't it be cool if every house had like a phone that was just connected to the house you could call so that everyone would hear it. And like we've had, we grew up with that, you know, everyone just, that's all we used to have is the one phone. And when it rung, you're like, Anyone can like, we just need to get a phone that's in the center of a house that you know when it rings and then everyone can hear it, someone will run and pick it up. Yeah, it's gone viral <laughs> like shit, gone full circle. God, yeah, yeah. The not many people have a home phone anymore, do they? Uh, Call it a home phone. Yeah, we used to have one. We used to have one that I think nan and granddad when you put your finger in. I've got an old one, put your finger in, turn it, dink, dink, and then it went to buttons, didn't it? Yeah, so yeah, I've seen that as well on the internet. Kids saying, "What's the hashtag for?" You know, the like hash button. 
Yeah. Hashtag what? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we had, we had, uh, we, uh, it was warm down there, eh? but we weren't used to all the, you know, the light filtering in, even of the curtains on and, and the city noise. There was people letting off fireworks and Flo said there's fireworks go off every weekend because they're legal in New South Wales, I think. So there was some of setting off fireworks. And then um, there's a really good view from the apartment, though, across part of the city. One of the bridges that we ran next to, you could see it, but you couldn't see the Harbour Bridge. But the, the, the air looked clear, mate. It looked really good, better than when the Brisbane Marathon, which was quite like, smoggy with the... Well, they the were saying there was smoke running. hanging around. Yeah, but it wasn't actually too bad, you know. Like, you couldn't really... Yeah, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It had cleared um, pretty well, but it was warm. Like it was, it was really warm. Uh, but it was dry though. It was a dry heat. It wasn't as humid as it is up here. So, but what one um, one bugbear is that that course they said there was going to be misting stations, but there wasn't. There wasn't any of that. But there must have increased the water because there was water like every two k. So that's what it seemed like. Anyway, but there was a lot of cups. You, lucky you didn't trip over on cups in the water. Was it bottled water or just cups? No, nah, cups. Oh. And actually towards, someone must have said something to him because the ones in the second half were only half filling the cups, but at the start they were like really full. But I was just I using see. something to chuck yeah. on my face, chuck on my head, and then and it sort of wakes you up a bit. And then they had ice as well. Some places had ice, so I was putting put some in my hat on one of them like, to um, – and I've got to say, though, the supporters were great. There was a lot, a lot of volunteers helping support, like standing there with, you know, placards and, you know, cheering everyone on and lots of people obviously helping with all the aid stations and that. So Sydney really did come together for a great, um, great event, you know. And it was, it was funny, actually, because the 10K didn't finish at the Opera House. The half, I think the half did in the marathon, but not the 10K. It finished off to the side there somewhere. Yeah, but it was a bit spewed about that. But um Man, on the live stream, it looked like in places that there were some pretty bad potholes. Yeah. Like the roads look shocking in, in parts. Yeah, mate, coming over that, um, it don't look like they'd been round and filled out it done any due diligence and filled out any holes or filled out in the holes. There was a at one point I saw a cone, you know, like a traffic cone in a pothole. And as I was coming onto the bridge, I've again I wasn't really paying attention because I was uh, this guy come up behind me and he said, "Oh, Nathan," he said, "My wife and I watched your video last night on YouTube, and I knew you were going to be here, so I was glad I saw your singlet." And he said, uh, "Yeah, I want to yeah. run three thirty as well." And he's from New South Wales. He goes, "My son's diabetic," so oh, my, my wife was just searching through like stuff on YouTube and came across your video like Sydney Marathon 2023 and uh, like my update and said, oh, we were watching. So like, yes, I'm glad I found you. And then we were running. We went past his wife again the opposite direction. He goes, look, look, look what it is. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> so awesome. she was like, she couldn't see probably because, yeah, missed it. But obviously, yeah. and we were going for 3.30, but um, he ended up dropping off. And I should have just sort of dropped back with him in all respect afterwards. But I thought I felt all right at like, 20k where we sort of split 
So, uh, Stuart, if you're listening, uh, I'll hopefully give us a shout on YouTube or whatever. I missed him at the end. You know, it's like at the end, you're disoriented. Yeah. Yeah. How long he's going to be. And that, so yeah, it was pretty, pretty mad. Um, yeah, so that was pretty good. And as I was talking to him, I can where you get the road joins and some of the, the overtime that tarmac's worn. It was a bit of a pothole and my fucking front of my foot went in it and I oh twisted on my my bad ankle my left and I was like oh you know when you're running a bit you go fuck that actually hurts um but like your dad would say I just run it off so what shoes were you in I was in the Adidas so what I did is I put some thicker in the insoles that I use in my trail running shoes the thicker I wore them but the only problem is is it gave me less room and so my foot was uh rubbing on the on the my you know big toe got a bit of a bunion in both of them from kickboxing it was rubbing a little bit of that so i did have red marks at the end of the race but and i was glad to get my shoes off once we got home because we had to go on public transport i just left them on i didn't put any thongs in my in my bag um so but this morning the, the red marks have gone so i'm pretty pretty happy about that but uh, yeah, they were just gave me. It took less, you know what I mean. It just took away the room because the ins- the shoes made to have that right amount of room, and because I put a thicker insole in, took that one out, put thicker insole in, it didn't have as much room. But they still they were good, mate. They they I love them shoes. They're so um, they're so comfy. So what what time did you end up doing in the end? Yeah, so three fifty one and a bit of change. So I was like half an hour off my Gold Coast time. Um, so that's uh, one heat, like a training hills, 320 meters of elevation. The 10k had 230 meters of elevation. That's crazy high. Is the hills just coming up onto the bridges and that? He'll come onto the bridge, and then there's lots of ink. There's some slow, long inclines, and you go, Oh, this is going on forever. Like one of them seemed to go for like a kilometer. Like up and up and up. And then when you're in that centenary park, is it centenary or centennial? I don't know what it is. That, that, there's, there's a couple of inclines in there. Then there was a couple of sharp. In that first half, there was the more of the hills. Then when you come out of um, out of Centennial Park, and then right at the end, you go down, about 40 Ks, you go down into the around the, a park, and you go downhill quite steep. And I go, oh, what goes down has got to come up. And you do come round and up but on a gradual but once you get out of that park and up that hill then it's just basically flattened downhill for like a couple of a couple of k right to the finish yeah so it's all downhill to the finish but then your legs are cooked anyway so coming downhill it can be at least i was running but yeah, a couple yeah. of k's in there if you look at there right at the back end there that last sort of that last six k is pretty pretty smashed there was um I think I was checking um Andy Day's Strava. Yeah, he had a, um, a bad Williams. He, was he eighth or something? Where was Andy? Eighth? Oh, I'm not sure. Um he was saying in his Strava that he had to like kind of readjust his pace halfway because of the heat and um, you know, how bad he was feeling. But everyone yeah. seemed to have like a really slow K on that downhill K. Yeah. Um, oh, that was Williams that was one of my finished. fastest. <laughs> he, got, he got to like six k to go and had to drop out. Um, 
that Ned Brockman, you know, that yeah, guy. he had a hard race. Where did he, how did he go? Shocker, like 307 or something, 306. Um, Reedy run 307, got his Boston qualifier. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's sort of all I can think of off the top of my head. But like, even the half was won in quite a slow time. Like, I figure the half must have been a really hard course because all the times are quite slow. Yeah. Yeah, like with, it, a, with a sub one twenty, I'd have been in the top ten, so it must have been pretty, pretty hardcore. The half marathon course. I've got the results here for the um, uh, top for the men and women in the, in the marathon. Um, for the men, um, and actually, it was in the thirty to thirty four year old age group that come first. Two oh eight twenty uh, net time is two oh eight nineteen, and that's. Off main L Gormry um, from what's that uh, Morocco, maybe? Yeah, um, that'd be right. Uh, Laban Kipton Ketich Corey, 208.43. So oh, I saw those two. I ran past and thought, oh, I didn't have the GoPro out. Um, would have been good today. Yeah, yeah. And, then, um, and then third, because when I saw the leaders, I saw. There was a couple of them with Brett Robinson near, like we only been, they been doing too many Ks and they were motoring along all three of them together. But then Brett uh, got dropped and then third place went to um, Getanay Moller Tamir um, in 2.11.20 from Ethiopia. The women was uh, Betsy Sanna in 2.26.46 from the USA. Um Rama Tusa Chota from Ethiopia, 226.52. And Gladys Chiri Kiptagela, in, uh, I probably pronounced all these wrong, uh, Kenya, 228.39. So they were, they were all, I mean, they're, I mean, they're good times, but in the Much elite, slower than they normally would be. In the leets, yeah, they, they was uh, a little bit slower than usual. Let's do the, Sydney Marathon wheelchair uh, in the men in 141.52. I saw this guy. He was absolutely flying, mate. Fuck, he was fast. Um, Joshua Cassidy from Canada. Um, Kota Hokinu from Japan, 146. And Jake Lappin, 151 from Australia. So that was good. In the women's, we got Madison de Rosario from Australia, 159. Kina Subasa from Japan, 211. And Michelle Wheeler from the States in 225. Shall I read out the half results? Yeah, mate. Yep. The half was run, the men was a 108. So it was, um, you know, it was like, Again, that's quite slow. Really. What was Gold Coast one in one oh? What did Brett run it in one oh one? Yeah, two one oh two, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So Yoshin Akatsu one oh eight oh four Japan. Keith McPherson uh, Australia one oh eight fifty four, so fifty seconds behind. And Abdi Robel in one oh nine twenty one from Australia. Uh, the women another. Uh, Japanese athlete Yuko Ameki 117.36 so that was quite a slow 
time Ray Slower. Um, yeah, then you usually might get on a see Gold Coast. Krishna Stanton was from Australia in second 121, and Amy Coggle was 121 from Australia. Mate, Krishna Stanton's like in the 50s age group. Yeah, 55 to 59. Yeah, she's like a former Olympian, I think. Still running really well. And the uh, 10K, the men's, was won by Ed Goddard in 29-18. 11 seconds behind was Joshua Phillips, another Australian, and then James Hansen in 29-43. So, like, what's that, 14 seconds behind? Pretty close. We've got uh, Naomi Allen in 33-30. Katie Porrer. 34.58, 34.58, another Australian. So it's Australians took out the top three yeah. in both. The third, Alice Daniel in 35.11. And that was a 230 metres of elevation, though. It's like, um, it's a big old, um, it's a big old uh, lot it's of elevation. Not a flat course, eh? No, no. So, and actually, um, the uh, Shani, who was, won the, Sunshine Coast women's and outright the wheelchair. She was racing as well. And I, uh, it's funny because I ran a fair bit next to her during the Sunshine Coast half. So we must be about the same sort of pace because I was ran with her for a fair bit during the, um, the marathon as well. Um, yesterday, but uh, those heels, like there was one guy that was, uh, in a wheelchair pushing up a hill and it was looked like, he was almost going backwards and it was a bit of a brutal little hill. And I thought, Oh, it's going to hurt um, to be a wheelchair athlete on some yeah. of those hills. And then coming down the other side, you have to be really careful. You don't want to go too fast because you're going to crash. Yeah. They showed on the live stream, a guy, um, a wheelchair athlete trying to get up one of the hills and he was literally doing wheelies and then mm. trying to quickly grab to steer, then back to the wheel. Oh man, it just looked really hard. And the site, they usually get a couple of cyclists with them. And the cyclist uh, was actually just standing there, just walking with his bike. Like, he couldn't cycle slow. I mean, it was really brutal for him. And I think you have to take that into it. If you're going to, you know, if you want to be all inclusive, then you've you've got to uh, think, okay, well, we need to make it accessible for everyone and not too hard for these wheelchair athletes. And with Hill, like Brisbane, I mean, that's a, killer course as well it's more elevation there than that that's you know you gotta i think some of these events but my dad was saying that they have to pay more to get more road closures so um you probably could get a lot better flatter course but it's going to cost them cost heaps more especially if you want to finish at the opera house and i thought that was a that was great to finish run over the bridge and then and then finish by the opera house and you got you got a view of the opera house and the bridge loads of times like the two in one i was videoing together and you come past like uh, darling harbour and and all that um but yeah i think make it a bit more sort of accessible um for some of the other athletes like the wheelchair athletes for sure i mean it looked like a pretty spectacular finish definitely yeah. got the finishing area right yeah and it's, it's, it's a bit like the gold coast and I was doing the whole geeing everyone up again. Everyone's like, yeah, because it, it, it was really deadly quiet during the run at the start. And I'll say it in my video like that I'm making. I go, of course, really eerily quiet in the run. And the spectators just standing watching on the side of the road. But as you got more and more into it, it was starting to cheer. And everything. then the music was playing. And then they had, it was up near, um, what's the, um, 
the big uh uh i'm just not i think the, the big gay area of, of, of uh, well, oh, king's cross King, yeah there was all like they had the um, load of trannies all dressed up and they were playing loads of music and and uh, that's when it started that really gives you a bit of a buzz you know like you get all the music playing and and that it was like there was djs like everywhere playing different music and it was like a dj and then must have been her partner or maybe a friend on that he was playing on the saxophone as well and it is definitely deafening that's how noisy yeah. it is but i suppose it just keeps you keeps you motivated keeps you going it definitely helps. yeah definitely uh definitely uh does help but um yeah the atmosphere during the race was good there was a lot of people were getting stuffed and, and walking um and, and one of them was me um at one point i saw a lass was the she and she had a nosebleed and she she had oh, first of all I saw blood on her leg and I thought, like, oh shit, I wonder if she fell over, but then her nose was bleeding. So she obviously something happened. Look at like a few people that had fallen over. I saw a few bleeding knees and that. So some of that that um probably um the heat as well can give you nosebleeds, eh? Yeah, you don't know. You don't know do you? what what uh what's happened. But I definitely did suffer a bit internally more so than externally and uh i felt like maybe i did have a bit of heat stroke it wasn't until two o'clock when i actually ate some proper physically decent food big chicken like rollable sandwich and a can of coke sort of like and then i just felt like i needed to immerse myself in like cold water and i was looking at the harbor there going oh can we find access is there a beach somewhere we just get in that water but at flows places a pool and I went big 25 meter pool. I jumped in that, and even it was about the same temperature as the sea because they do heat it. It's about 24 degrees. You know, we get in summer, and that really made a difference. Like I just, just felt a lot better after that. Maybe a nice bath or something, or a cold shower, or yeah. something to just take the heat straight out of you. It did. It just all that. You know that. You know our core temperature is 37 ish. So that water being 24 would have suck some heat out there just it was just nice just refreshing you know so but anyway so uh, would yeah. you go back and do it again nah wouldn't do it again yeah shit i do melbourne because you know like um apparently the expo for melbourne the guys were saying is even is even smaller and that's not very big expo at all which is weird nike you know, it's nike. yeah but there are actually i thought the expo was quite good some of the asic stuff they had and and all that um but um yeah it was good event i'm glad i've ticked it off the list if it does become a major at least like i said i've done it but um i I definitely think that there needs to be some some improvements for it being a major you know Uh, it's too late one i think it's too late in the year needs to be a bit earlier um because you just don't know it's going to be hot or not it needs to start earlier as well uh, it needs to start at six o'clock, and I think they should have the half and ten k on a different day, like Gold Coast. But the good thing with Gold Coast is, it's basically it's one road, isn't it? You so they can shut it off for the morning. Doesn't really make too much disruption. Yeah, and then, you can still get around. You can still drive around. Yeah. And then in the afternoon, the roads open again, and then you shut it again the night in the night for the for the marathon the next day. If they had the option to do that, I think that would be a lot better. You can't have a ten k. A th- was it a three and a half k um a, a half marathon and a full marathon with like 30 40 000 people in one day yeah, because you imagine if it becomes a major it's just going to push that 
people entering, like doubling it, and there's just not enough. The public transport wouldn't cope with it um, for there. So I think they definitely would have to. And the, I mean, the roads were terrible. Like you can't run, you can't expect international athletes to run on roads like that. Um, or anyone because and, uh, and one other thing as well the white lines you know that the, they uh over the years they've just been putting then they wear down they put a new layer a new layer a new layer some of them were like an inch high almost off the ground and i'll put my foot on one and then he tripped again on that yeah, yeah yeah so you got to stay away from them they're just like years of years of just like, redo the white lines they're just like they, they're pretty heaped up so um and in a big crowd it's quite hard to get you know, like to see where you're running. Yeah, well, you don't see that, do you? No, no. But you didn't, you shouldn't, something you shouldn't really have to worry about running. I mean, on a trail run, you're looking at the ground because, like, it's important. But, you know, you know, you want to enjoy the view as well. You don't want to be looking down at your feet to see where they're landing and, and that. Yeah, I guess there's probably nothing they can do about the white lines, but the potholes could definitely be fixed with just a crew of guys cruising around for a few weeks before the event, filling them in. And, but the thing is, who's going to pay for it? Is the council going to pay for it? Or is it like, well, it's your event. We're happy with the way the road is. It's like you pay for it. Well, the council should like, pay for it, really, shouldn't yeah, they? Like, yeah. Oh, I suppose if Sydney if Sydney City Council are making money from the event being run, then I guess it's in their interest to um, do what they can to make it uh, a good uh, a good experience for everyone. And there's a lot of twisty-turny back. I felt like I was in that centenary park for like, hours like it just seemed to be going on and on and back up and round and back round and down and you know it's like fuck, i was getting dizzy i was like when the hell are we getting out of this place you know yeah i was watching the lead females um because they had um brady and moose from the inside running podcast were like pacing that group i think uh, okay and they had the motorbike you know going with them and then there's one section there where the motorbike just come to a full stop and they all did a full u-turn like around a witch's hat no oh, yeah the bike corner just stopped in the mid like in the middle of the road and the cameraman just sort of turned you know oh, so the cameraman yeah. was filming him like that way to to his yeah. left and then yeah. when they just automatically stopped he just like sort of spun the camera around and i thought man that they they were motoring and then all kind of like were half stepping just to get yeah. around the cone it's hard, yeah. That and the pace. One of the paces said, "Well, we got we got a U turn coming up, so I'm going over to the right. But take go on the left of me." And it was like, duh, 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 duh. you know, it's yeah. like super shoes. You're like, fuck. Yeah, there was a lot of that, especially in them Adidas. It's such a high yeah. stack. And Matilda was seeing a few people uh, trip over as well, where they were coming up, where she was waiting at the uh, about the fifteen and a half k mark. She was like. Um, uh saw people stack it as well so whether it was because of the road I'm, I'm not sure but there was markers every k which was good and then my watch after about five k well i think they were because my watch was when it came to about 5k i was already 200 meters up so i don't know how that happened um so whether they got it wrong in terms and then my full time if you look on strava i think i've got 42.7 but I thought I'd readjusted my watch so it picked me up more accurate, but for some reason, and the guy I was running with Stuart, he was ahead as well. But where, it depends what line they take. You know, I might have been zigzagging across a bit and not taking the full dead straight line. 
that um so i was 42.7 so i was like going oh shit it should be like I said, a bit oh. over yeah so i was doing okay. like i was on schedule up to 20k and then because i had that pat carroll uh pacer band so i was like no i'm on i'm on here like even though i was ahead i was still even though i was like a few hundred minutes ahead i was still when i got to the go past the 20k marker which they'd put up i was actually on for it Still. Put a picture of that on the Instagram page so people know what you're talking about there because that's pretty handy. That yeah, that's good. And I, I, what it was is there was the um, it was actually the Gold Coast Marathon were there advertising the Gold Coast Marathon, and they had a thing you could spin it, and like you're gonna win. You know, it doesn't matter. Like um, and I spun it and I got a uh, pacer band. They said which one do you want? I said well, I'm going for three thirty tomorrow. And they said oh, okay. He said, well, what would be, I said, what's your ideal time? I said, I'd love to do three hours. He goes, do you want the three hour one? I said, no, I'm not going to do that tomorrow. But it's good to know that they're available and they're quite yeah. a big thing. I just looked down at it and went, right, yeah, I'm on. You know, yeah, like so it, you, at 17K, you know, you need to be at this time. It's all marked yeah. out on you. Put it so on I'm the Instagram. Good. That's a, yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. At 18K, I was like, I've got 2K and I've got like 10 minutes. That'd be about right. I should be about, about on and sort of things like that. And then I'll slowly just, the wheels fell yeah. <laughs> off the car. Well, I mean, that was expected, oh. really, wasn't it? Yeah, my sugar start was started high again. I thought I, I thought I got it sorted this time after the half marathon. I think just nerves kick in, and that, and then anyway, it came down. It went to six, and I was like, oh shit! And I was feeling shit. I was just lucky I had this big ninety grams of carbohydrate, and that's basically what it was in it gel thing. I was like um, sucking on, and it put my blood sugar up to seven and then i went right put it away just just get to the, i was about 35k then i said right just get to the end and uh and make it so and bumped into joel m joel multi-sport mc at the end we had a quick little chat uh he was there uh, seeing the event yeah 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 it was um yeah it was good i mean the only upsetting thing was there was i, I don't know how we find it there was a guy at 40k that was getting cpr he had uh, all the paramedics and everything there, and it was they were getting an ambulance to him, and he was uh, getting the mouth puffer, you know, like the, the air thing. Yep. So someone doesn't have to do the breathing for him. They use that mask with the thing, and they were they were doing that, and keep oxygen going up. to the brain and that. Yeah, he was all wired up, and they had the defib. They must have whacked him with the defib. They had the defib machine still there, and then one guy was with a. One paramedic was standing there with uh, an IV fluid in, and they were getting another one ready to go in him. And then I saw another guy on that in that area. There was someone else laid out with an IV in him, like they were holding it up. Um, they had those little golf buggy things flying around that they can put a stretcher in. So they had one of them there and all that, and it was quite. It's um, oh, what's what's the fucking word I'm looking for? Um, it's it's quite hard to watch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's quite upsetting, really, to think that someone's come to do something they enjoy, and um, yeah, you wonder if they had had a cardiac event or they'd, you know, how you miss the signs sometime. But um, yeah, let's hope there. Everyone is good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, great event. Like the the atmosphere is like. There was probably people cheering and watching most of the course. It was pretty. It was. It was. I got to say, I was pretty, um, pretty impressed. Yeah, that more than look, far, far, far more than Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Gold Coast is in sections, but this had people lined like a lot of the way. More so in the city areas, 
but that really was uh, pretty pretty good fun you know all those people cheering you on and i see my subscription subscribers has gone up slightly on youtube i'm at 84 now i was at 70 something last week so uh <laughs> and a few more uh good. strava strava requests for follow so um yeah you know but, but it's not... mate on that um subject i've got a bonus show that i'm going to whack up um i'll probably do it sometime this week but i interviewed a guy who's um who's living in thailand at the moment um i discovered his youtube channel and um he's like he's actually a gun runner as well like he's you know yeah. thailand they make him run yeah. every session in the heat he's, he's living over there fighting and um just you know living the dream pretty much of every yeah. young he's only 21 he's fighting Not every like month or something getting getting some money for each fight just enough to sort of keep living and training and yeah, good on you. A gym, um, this new gym over there, which is kind of like the new tiger. Where is it at? Phuket, uh, Surin Beach. Okay. So they've reckoned that um, there's been a bit of a fallout. Something's happened at Tiger, and a lot of the good trainers have left and gone to this place called Bangtao Muay Thai. And that's how I discovered him. Mm -hmm. I was watching his vlogs um, from there, but I actually had met him in Brisbane before. So that's kind of, I was no, kind right. of messaged him and said, man, good to have a chat to you it's probably not really you know for the running podcast but i'll probably just put it up and give everyone a warning that if you don't want to listen to it does talk about running and that you got the video you should put the video up on your youtube channel yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna because it was actually really um it's a really man it's fascinating because he talks about you know, kind of what happens behind the scenes with the trainers and the fights and the promoters. And yeah, it was, yeah. Pretty, it was cool, but I'll whack it up there. And if, if anyone yeah. wants to listen to it, they can, but yeah, yeah he's, um, he's living near the gym and, um, doing really well, man, like living. Yeah. If you watch his YouTube channel, like, man, he's, he said he's only been going about I think he's been doing three months of YouTube and he's already got 300 and something, 360 subscribers. Oh, wicked. Just ah. because he's purely sharing, you know, all the sort of behind the scenes shit from Thailand, a yeah. few, um, a, th a few fight tips and yeah. Yeah. So that was, um, that was really cool. It was interesting. And, um, he's been training with Brad Riddell because Brad Riddell's doing the kickboxing there. Um, yeah, man, you got to watch a couple of them, um, YouTube videos of that gym and it's like epic. It's a huge, huge gym. They've got like a, what they call ringside cafe that sells all protein shakes and smoothies. And yeah, yeah. so they finish your session, go and get a, uh, a protein smoothie, go home, hang in the pool, go back in the afternoon, do it all again. Like, oh man, epic. I had some, um, uh, what's the guy's name? Dylan Zanetti. Dylan Zanetti. All right, give him a shout. Dylan yeah. the the machete Zanetti. This is his oh. name. There was some. Um, I think we missed some results from a trail race that was on uh, like a week or so ago. Because I missed the podcast, I forgot to forgot to fucking uh, think about it. I can't remember where they were now. Whilst you were looking that up, I'll quickly talk about um masters i mean i had a normal week of training did a good session on tuesday night another session on um thursday and then 
Saturday morning, I went out to the track and did the 3K on the track at Masters. It was actually really good. There was a heap of um, Burt Squad guys showed up, um, went out there with my dad. I think dad ran about 13 minutes. Um, average 420s, I think, which is pretty good for the heat. And like we, it was both of us. It was a bit of a shock to the system, you know, running that quick on the track. Uh, I wore my spikes, wore my dragonfly spikes. And strangely How'd enough, they go? I don't feel beaten up at all. I was half expecting to be crippled, but I'm fine. Um, I think I run 10.06. So like I was just, just outside 10 minutes, but you got to run 3.20s to run 10 minutes. And we went through the first K in 3.27. So we were just too slow. But all we right. made up for it. We 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 picked up the pace at every K after, but yeah, we just left too much work to do. I ended up coming second. Um, uh, one of the Burt Squad guys was, I think, maybe 10.01. I think I was 10.06, something like that. So pretty good. Going to get back and um, do it again, get quicker. Uh, just got to force myself out there to keep competing on the track because that's where you're going to get these, um, like I said to Sasha and Katie, everyone should get out to the track and force themselves to race because it just makes you quicker. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you on that. yourself out of your comfort zone and just go for it. It's only 12 bucks, 12 bucks to enter. Then you can do whatever you want on the day, $12, and you can do as many events as you want. You can can throw a javelin, I think. (laughs) Do you do anything? High jump, whatever you want to do, you can do it. Mate, I can't find the results. Apologies for I can't remember what. Wasn't like scenic rim or something like that. Sure, I saw something online. Not the fifty k that um, Rachel from the Striders won. She won the female race. Nah, you. I think you. Ah, uh, yeah, that was it. You gave a shout out, didn't you? For yeah, yeah, gave what, a local is that, is that, that scenic? Was getting... Is that scenic rim? I don't know. It was a fifty. Um... Yeah, no, it was a Glasshouse 100. Sorry, apologies. She did the 50 at the Glasshouse 100 and won the women's. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was good. They set off really early, didn't they? Something like really early. Like, um, yeah. Man, but she I, was back at training on Tuesday night running a really hard session. Was she? Um, yeah, it was tough, eh? I know sometimes you're motivated and you get like, you know, you get, sometimes you think, oh, I just, like, I'm going to take two weeks, no running. Yeah. I know it's going to be hard for me. But Reco- I, do some recovery shit, you know, go boot, see. Um, boots turn up today. By oh, eight. awesome. Yeah, so I can't wait to get in them. I'm going to go and jump in the spa as well, just help a bit of movement. Um, and I think that um, it's going to be hard to not, but I probably won't do, I'll do some weights. I might go to the gym, do some weights, like upper body. And then I'll you, do boxing next, maybe do some boxing next Tuesday. You want to do what um, Clive said, what did he call it? A skeletal re, skeletal reload or something? Like where you just have a full week. Yeah, nothing. Like, yeah. Because I don't think I've got a stress fracture in that ankle because I, I didn't really get much pain from it yesterday. Like I, the Achilles wasn't hurting. Um. And I was getting a little bit of, it's just the tendon there. So um, it didn't help fucking twisting the ankle, but it's, it's, um, it's more the tendon. And then my, my right, I don't know if it's because I was worried about my left leg. I've been giving it more attention. Hadn't given my right leg so much attention and my IT band and sort of quad was hurting, but it didn't hurt down into the knee. It was more from about six inches up from the knee, then up 
towards the hip. But um, Flo's got one of these uh, vibrating rollers. Oh, yeah. Only about, that. Yeah. only about like, 12 inches long or so. But the, the thing is amazing. Like, I was like, I've got to get one, but they're 400 bucks. Well, oh, definitely. Shit. Yeah. But, and the vibration, I think the first setting, which is the lowest, is actually like, it could, it could go lower. Like, it's like, but once you put some weight on everything, I thought, mate, is, that is good, mate. You could do your, yeah. And it's good because it's like a, a roller and a massage gun in one. So, yeah, so you can like really sit down on it. Just sit on it and it'll just actually work everything in that sort of air or put it, lay on it on your hip, lay on it sideways, lay on your quads. It's really good on your quads and, and flow uh, swears by it. She reckons it really aids her recovery. So, it's like yeah. some of them massage guns, man, they're just too powerful. Like it just hurts. Yeah. Like it just smashes you. Yeah. But I guess you kind of, yeah. You got to re- relieve a bit of pressure. I should give Flo a shout out because uh, she's actually done an Ironman. Uh, she did Port Macquarie Ironman a couple of years ago. She doesn't have a medal hanging out. It was under her bed. Like, like she's, she's really like uh, uh, quite a humble girl. Yeah, yeah. She's just cycled on her own. She, if you look her up on Instagram, it's called One Dream Down. She cycled all the way from the top of Australia down to the bottom. I think she did it in 29 days, all on her own. So at night, she would have to go and make sure there wasn't too many cars around that would see her, and she'd go and hide behind, like, sand dunes to camp and stuff like that because she didn't want to, uh, you know, someone to see her and go, oh, she's, she's solo. Solo on her own. Like, yeah. Um, she's French. She's a doctor. She's a PhD, she's a PhD scholar. Um, clever Dr. Girl. Florence Cottel. Yeah. And... Um, she um yeah she cycled all the way i think she did it in like here we go and i think she did it in uh, 29 days so three thousand kilometers to inspire others to realize their dreams so um yeah she did it on a touring bike she got the touring bike um at home and it's yeah, it's it's just it's steel frame bike no carbon forks or anything in it so it's pretty robust um bike but she had a suspension seat post to help but um, her follow yeah it's uh yeah it's looked at one dream down um yeah pretty uh pretty crazy uh ride i don't know how many kilometers that would be that would be like a lot massive yeah because uh you know three thousand odd kilometers long away on your own as well. And then I think one not doing that. On your yeah, own. no, I'd have, on your own. you'd have a big knife with you and a, like a stun gun or something. Some, <laughs> just some sort of protection. Like shit, there's weirdos around. Well, she cycled all through South America as well with a friend. So, um, but it definitely takes some planning because you got to think, okay, I've got to be a bit, someone see me in a truck. What happens if they go, oh, hang on. You know, it's like taking enough food and water with you. On her birthday, she actually stayed at a, like a motel. So she's just like, that was her treat. Got a nice bed. Yeah, just a nice bed for the night. And then she she actually then was able to wash all her clothes that <laughs> she'd been cycling in. So it's like, yeah. And it doesn't matter what time of year you get, you, you cycle through the Red Centre, it's going to be hot in the daytime, isn't it? And then cold at night in the desert. So, Crazy. yeah, and she ran like, she hasn't been doing that much training, but she did like 420 yesterday. Just cruising, just going, 
you know, boom. Good endurance. Yeah, good endurance. Yeah, she's a good endurance site. So, but um, Matt, she did she did four and a half hours for the marathon of the Ironman. So you imagine doing that swim and that one eighty k ride, and then doing a four and a half hour marathon. Like that's hard enough anyway. Let alone after all that riding and swimming. So uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good going. Bloody oath. Yeah, but many thanks to her. She put us up. She actually gave us a, a bed for the night as well. So um, I was like, oh, lifesaver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, much appreciated. It was good because we go back and have a shower afterwards as well. Um, other than getting on a plane, stinking of. Oh yeah. Stinking of uh, just having run a, you know, marathon. There we go. Another one ticked off the list. I think that's enough marathons for the year, isn't it? Yeah, too hot for that shit now. Yeah, and then get so, out of the track, mate. Get some quick, get some speed going. Yeah, I want to do. I want to get back to do some trail running, and I've got some aspirations for next year and the and plan the year after. Um, uh, I'm but just yeah. thinking, if you want to run a good marathon time, you're going to need to get it's quicker. Track work. Yeah, yeah. Need to speed in your legs and. Yeah, I think some That's speed right. stuff, intervals, and some and um, some of those uh, long Sunday runs again build that up. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start thinking about that. Obviously, it's not the best time of year, is it? To be thinking nah. about runs. But I reckon a lot of people go wrong with that with the training for a marathon. They just think, no, oh, I don't have to do the hard speed sessions because I'm only running yada 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 pace. But you need to do those real hard sessions. So that that marathon pace just feels that little bit easier. Yeah. And, yeah. You're um, going for faster than that. So you can know that that is then e slower, easier for you. Yeah. Tempo runs, intervals. Yeah. Tempo runs, I think, are good because you get used to running at a faster pace. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, um, yeah. Oh, uh, I got my plan. I bought the um, shout out to Justin. Um, Carney, no Bester, Nick Bester. Oh, Nick Bester. <laughs> Nick Bester. I bought his. <laughs> Nick Bester. I just um, I bought his uh, marathon training plan for the three hour to three twenty training plan. So I'll start that next year for um, London Marathon. But what I'll do is I'll take some training sessions out of that to do between now and the end of the year. Yeah, and, and shout out to Nick because he's running at um, trying to get sub two twenty at, at Berlin. Berlin on Sunday, so that'd be interesting to watch and yeah, see how that goes. Yeah. What do you reckon? What Mark, what's your prediction for time for Elliot? Oh shit, I don't know. I was I was thinking about um, Nick Bester. I reckon he'll do it because he's on fire. Yeah. I don't know if you've been watching his yeah um, Insta. his five k races and man, he's just killing it. He just broke a parkrun course record in like 1505 or something in London. Like, man, he's a, he's on fire. Yeah. I reckon he'll, yeah, I reckon he'll go like sort of 219. Yeah. Low. Well, I think I've said that I reckon Elliot could go 201.30. It's hard to say because he's getting older and you sort of like, you just don't know. But then he just comes out and just shocks you again, and you think the weather's oh, good. I think be all right. So, but then he's got he's doing London and then the Olympics, and I think he'll retire after that. Hmm. Yeah, depends. Well, it depends. It's the money in it as well. Yeah, he's probably you got know, heaps of money. 
Yeah. And that, but um, I watched that the other night again, the milestone, you know, where Spencer's involved with getting the actual 159 when they got it, the 159 in um, Austria. That was um, pretty good to watch again. There was bits I'd missed that I hadn't seen, thought, thought I hadn't seen. So I've watched that live stream a few times just to get you pumped up for a run. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And then you, you realize your eyes are bigger than your, your legs sort of thing. Cause you go, yeah, cause I watched it. I miss you. I think I'll go for 320 sub 320, but like obviously like without thinking yeah. reality, reality is a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Isn't it? After I reckon it's like, you got to just sort of set them goals that are just like that a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And then it's like, you, you can tick them off as you go then. And every time you, well, for me personally, every time I try and go, I reckon I can run this time. And then I try it, I'd blow up or, you know, I'm just way off and I get disappointed. Whereas if I just make them a bit more realistic, I seem to achieve it, you know? Yeah. And I think and so. you've got to be realistic as well of what you can yeah. actually actually do anything oh well hang on let me let me see uh the bank account's not big enough for the checkbook you know like i hadn't done the training and everything else so, as your training been this checkbook. week checkbook people will be like what's a checkbook <laughs> that's another showing your age thing eh? yeah yeah um yeah man i was done pretty well just the usual banged out tuesday session thursday session and then raced at masters on saturday morning yeah um, what time did you get again 1006, I think. We are like you got to run 320s to break 10 minutes or to run 10 minutes, sorry. And we were like 327, 318, 314 or something. So we just left too much. There's seven to and do. a half laps of the track. Seven and a half, yeah. And we had a big crew, man. It was really good. There was like probably 15, 16 people in the race. Yeah. You from the Burt squad. And uh, we had a really good pack and then just sort of whittled down to the last sort of three of us. And then I managed to get second, but it was, um, we just, if we had gone, we were talking about it afterwards, we'd have gone through that first K closer to 320. We'd have gone under 10 minutes. It's just that we left too much to do, you know, like it felt quite comfortable and I was like, oh, I don't really want to get to the front and push the pace, but maybe I should have. But then I probably would have yeah. cooked myself anyway. So I'd probably do the right thing. Were they trying to um were they trying to go to sub ten minutes as well? Yeah, like it's on the start um, line they one of the boys said, What are you doing? I said, Oh man, I'd like to think I could run under ten minutes, but I'm not I'm not really sure. I'd, close hmm. to ten minutes, I'll be happy. Which I was, so I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah. Next week is the five K. So I'm umming and ahhing about doing that. Cause I reckon I could probably run the same pace but over 5k that's where i know i'm lacking that speed where, work you know where's it at uh cusack you know um that on saturday two. yeah yes, uh, eight o'clock this saturday i'm not recovered because i'll, I'll be lots to go and have a be a good little, little session but i can't nah, i'll leave. have a rest yeah then the week after that there's something on the week after there okay. it's every weekend I'll have a look and we might come and see how we yeah, so, yeah, mate. I better go. I've got to go to training. Oh, mate, you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, good chat. Good to hear about Sydney. 
Yeah, the YouTube video will be out soon. We'll post the post yeah, it. When you um do it, I'll put it to the um I'll put it in the description. Yeah, for sure. Wicked. All right, man. Take hey, it so easy. Mate. Good chat. Get in the hot tub. Yeah, right. Hopefully those 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 Amazon said they'd be here by eight PM tonight, me uh compression oh, links. So yeah. Get into them. All right, man. All right. See you soon. See ya. I'm contemplating
Satan, hesitating on exploiting my mind, 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 mind.